Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. In the lobby, on the table outside the nursery, there are bag or boxes, little small containers, for our seniors. And I noticed on the sign it says, Please give advice. And there are some cards there that you can write a message of advice to a senior. And I hope that all of us will do that. I hope that you will take the time to go out there and pick up a card and write something to them that you think will help them in the coming days when they head out on their own in a way they've never done before. And as I was thinking about those kinds of things, I thought I would do the same thing here for just a few minutes. And in doing so, I want to give advice to the parents and then give advice to the kids. <clears throat> Earlier this week, I saw Cecil... Moores, and I think he and Harold had gone on a fishing trip. And I said, so how many did you catch? 104. I said, man, that's, that's a lot of good eating. No, we threw them back. Catch and release doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I said, why'd you throw them back? so we can catch them again. Okay. Um, they probably think the same thing about my golf ball. Why do you hit it? So I can hit it again. Golfing makes no sense to them. Catch and release fishing makes no sense to me. But it occurred to me as I was thinking about that, that parents are involved in a catch and release program. We've caught them from God. And it's our job to prepare to release them. To parents, I will say, you need to be a part of God's catch and release program. In Ephesians chapter 6 and in verse 4, God, as speaking to the spiritual heads of households, but of course including mom, said, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the teaching of the Lord. It is our job as parents to catch our children for God. We have a responsibility to be sure that we capture them as best we can. Not long ago, we dealt with that verse that causes a lot of angst. Raise up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. Because so many parents have raised their children and have seen them depart from it. And therefore, maybe they didn't do their jobs. That's not true. The truth of the matter is, 
Our job is to do our job to train them and to teach them. That's the way we catch them. That's the way we give them what they need. God expects us as parents to do that. But then he expects us, number two, to release them. When God brought Eve to Adam, he said, A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The concept of leaving home is all throughout Scripture. Back in about 2011 or 12, I don't remember the year now, but the colonels and I got together and we wrote a book to give to high school seniors entitled, While You Are Away From Home. And all throughout Scripture, there are people who left home. And, and we looked at the advice that, was, that we could gain through their lives as a way to stay faithful while away from home. But the point here is to say to parents, let them go. Let them form their lives. Let them become adults. The Catch and Release program is designed as one of God's evangelistic programs. Not only to teach our children, but to release them into the world so that they can teach others. Evangelism begins at home. And each one of us, as parents are raising future missionaries. They will not, many of them, go to a foreign country. They will not necessarily dedicate their lives to full-time ministry. But every one of them, instructed as parents ought to do, will be involved in ministry. And they, by their lives, supported by their families who caught them for the Lord and have released them to the work of the Lord, will make great influence in the world because of them. So my advice to parents is to catch your children for the Lord and then release them to work for the Lord. Then to those who are leaving and to those of us who can learn these same lessons. There are four or five sermons that I think are universal to the point that I bring them out every now and then to say, let's be reminded of these things. One of those is this part. In giving advice to these young people as they head out, and in giving advice to all of us in a very basic way that every one of us can remember, many have been here when we've studied this before, but many have not. Let me give you the three rules of life. In the story that Col Colby just read, 
that excerpt is about Lot and Abraham. Lot was Abraham's nephew. And when his father died, Abraham took charge of him. And they began to raise their families. And it became, chapter 13, such a great prosperous time that Abraham and Lot could not live together in the same place because the herds and the cattle, all that they had was too big for the land. And Abram said to him, you pick a place to go. And if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And Lot looked up and he saw, the text says, the plains of Moab, it was well watered everywhere. And Lot said, I'll go there. And Abram said, I'll go there. The text continues that Lot pitched his tent as far as Sodom. The idea of his tent as far as Sodom is the idea that he pitched his tent in such a way that he always saw the city of Sodom. When he got up in the morning and opened the tent door, the city of Sodom was there. At night before he went into that tent, the glow of the lights of the city of Sodom could be seen. In chapter 14, the time of war happened. Nine kings, five against four, were fighting. And those who lost included the city of Sodom. The city was raided. All of the possessions and all of the people were taken captive. And the Bible says that Lot was taken captive. Because now he was in Sodom. Abram got together an army and went after to try and retrieve Lot. And after he got him back, the Bible says that Lot went back to Sodom. And in chapter 19, verse 1, the Bible says that Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. The gate of a city in that time was equivalent to the courthouse on the square in our time. It was there that all the disputes of people were taken care of at the gates of the city. And the men of the city who were appointed as leaders were there to hear the complaints and check out how we could fix the situation. Lot, watched the city, moved into the city, and became a leader in the city of Sodom because the first rule he violated, be where you ought to be. He should not have been there. The city was well known, but he failed in rule number one. God sent angels, men, to talk to Lot. 
because a situation had arisen. These two men came into the city, and Lot found them there and said, you come home and stay with me. And they said, no, we're going to sleep in the courtyard. No, you're not. Not in Sodom. And he compelled them to come and stay with him, and he brought them into the house. And the Bible says that all of the men of the city, both young and old, gathered at the door of Lot and said, Bring out to us the men that we saw come into your house, that we may know them. That's the same word used when the Bible says that Adam knew his wife Eve. It's a sexual word. And the Sodomites wanted them. Lot went outside. Don't do this injustice before the Lord. No, we want those men. I have a deal for you, Lot said. I have daughters here with me who have never... Known a man, same word. I bring them to you, you do what you want, but don't do it to these men. Lot failed in rule number two. Do what you ought to be doing. He's supposed to be the protector of his family. But instead, he's presenting his daughters to an unruly mob. Would you want to be the daughter of Lot? Those men grabbed Lot and pulled him inside and struck all of the men of the city blind. And they looked at Lot and said, You need to get out of here. God is going to destroy this city. Do you have anyone else here? Get them and let's go. Well, I have two daughters and two sons-in-law. Go get them and let's go. And the Bible says that the next morning he went to talk to them. What? Are you not afraid of what God can do? He's given you a chance to get out and you're waiting until the next morning to go and warn them about it. But when he talked to them, they didn't want to listen. When he came home, the angels said, hurry up and get out. And again, the text reveals, and while they delayed, the angels grabbed them the four of them by their hands and set them outside of the city. Don't look back. God is destroying this place. When God says to be where you ought to be and to do what you ought to be doing, He says third, and do both of those 
when you ought to be doing it. He got out by the grace and mercy of God. But it wasn't urgent to him. To those who are leaving, to head out on your own, follow these three simple rules. Just be where you ought to be. Just do what you ought to be doing. And do it when you ought to be doing it. And those three rules would help the President of the United States just as well as it would help the kindergartner in the local school. And the same way it helps a child and a parent in a home. Three rules to live by. Lot's wife looked back. And you know the Bible says that she turned into a pillar of salt because she failed to listen to God. When Abram was praying to God not to destroy the city, he was bargaining. Will you not destroy the city for 50 righteous people? God said, no. How about 40? No. 35? 30? 20? 10? No. In the city of Sodom, we know Lot and his wife Two daughters that were with him, two daughters and two sons-in-law, eight potential people, not ten, but only four got out. She turned back. And even the daughters, influenced probably by the city of Sodom, also failed. For in their loneliness and desperation, they said, our father's name is probably going to be lost. And on successive nights, they had Lot get drunk, and he ended up fathering a child with his own two daughters. And those two nations were the enemies of the people of God for their entire lifetimes. All because they didn't follow the three rules of life. Today, as we honor and think about families and we think about our seniors and we think about moving on to parents, catch and release, to the kids moving on, be where you ought to be doing what you ought to be doing when you ought to be doing it. And in that advice, you can rest assured that God will honor you. And as Jesse's already said, he'll be there for you in the tough times and the good. Today, if you're ready to align yourself with the Lord having never obeyed and followed your Lord in baptism, or if your life has been not what it ought to be,
In baptism, our sins are washed away. It's the moment in which we become saved, the moment in which we are the people of God. But then sometimes we fail. And God forgives when we repent. We are a family who care about each other. And our shepherds care. If you need them today, they're here for you while we stand together and sing. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.